Hi fam, welcome to Unlaced Project. I'm your host Steph with co-host BT, where we unlace creatives, entrepreneurs, athletes, and the stories that make them who they are. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and follow and like us on Spotify, or wherever you may listen to your favorite pods. We're here today with Jenna Anderson, who is a certified welder for structural steel in a few different processes. Um, MIG and flux core all positions. Um, she has an associate in science for welding, uh, welding fabrication technology. Let me get that right. Um, yes. And also an associate in art. She is a recent graduate. Um, so we're, we're celebrating a graduation here on Zoom. So we all get to cheer and have a little fun with her. Um, but Jenna is a welder, an artist, a student. Um, and most importantly, she's my cousin. So we're going to sit here and talk with her a little bit about um, her creative woman isness paving a legacy, um, and just kind of highlight her a bit. So, I've, I've put a whole lot into your title. Can you explain that and break that down? Oh my gosh! Well, my title is long. I guess it's a collection of a whole bunch of different things. First, I'm a welder. I, uh, I recently graduated. Um, I weld a bunch of different processes: MIG, flux core. Things I'm not certified in, TIG, and I also just like to like cut up metal. Separate <laughs> from welding, I just like to like make some stuff out of metal, and that's where artist comes in. Mm -hmm. But I also paint and knit and sew, and if I can get my hands on it, I will make it. Nothing. And safe, a cousin. Huh? Let's see, a uh, cousin from far away, a distance cousin from Washington. We miss you. I wish I was down in California more. <laughs> well, what got you into welding and what age did you start? Let's see. It's kind of a weird story. Um, I started when I was 19. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a dental assistant and I really liked working oh. in the <laughs> Yeah, I really liked working in the uh, uh, dental industry. Like working in that field was really fun. Mm -hmm. It's really like hands-on and you're doing, you know, tiny uh, high detail things. And I thought that was fun, but I wasn't making enough money. Yeah. So I decided to go back to college and I was going to go to dental school. And, um, my dad's a veteran, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you, dad. So the VA pays for my school and great. their paperwork to my dental school I applied for was slow because state papers are slow. Yeah, yeah. And yes. so I, I missed, I, I missed my position um in line and when you like when your tuition isn't paid on time and you miss your like you lose your spot in line in the dental school they put you on like a year lapse you have to like wait oh. another year to jump back onto this wait list and so wow. I was like no like that's too long um and my mom was like well you have to go to school like just take any class like just you know right. just do something because I have free school and I didn't want to lose the opportunity to you know go to college for free and so we were looking online and my mom was like uh there's a welding program 20 minutes from here <laughs> no so way like, you want to try that and I was like uh what <laughs> like what's well like I knew what welding was I knew it meant like sticking metal pieces of metal together, together. Uh -huh. absolutely but I didn't know more that like I knew it was called welding like I didn't know that it there was like more specific names than that or that there were even like lots of different processes. I was just like, okay, well, 
you make something with your hands. So like that sounds interesting, I guess. And um, I signed up because I was like, okay, I, it's interesting. I'm not sitting in a math class. I'm not sitting in the English class yeah. mm-hmm. and um, I can move and do whatever mm-hmm. and I'm getting paid. So like, let's try. And I showed up. I was the only woman. And I was also wow. probably the only person under 25. Like I was really shocked. So I show up to the welding program. I'm the youngest person and like the only woman. And I was like, this is okay. Like, I'm just going to be brave and like pull my Mm -hmm. pants up and pretend like I'm tough. So our teachers would show us a visual demonstration. I would walk into my booth and I would try and I'd be like, oh my God, I can do this. And then I'd hear the next like five people over in their booths, like cussing and mad, (laughs) throwing their tools and like not being able to do it. And I was like, oh, I could do this. <laughs> this is really wow. fun. Right. So you said that walking to that classroom, you were the only woman in that classroom, right? That, yeah. That actually... I, I take it back. There was another woman. Okay. Her name, her name was uh, Brianna. Okay. We were friends. And I saw her on that first day and I was like, me and you girl like yes there's another woman here like I it was like a sense of like safety and security Mm -hmm. and within like two days she was like I can't do this like this is yeah and I just remember like a feeling like bad like I was like oh like I feel bad like she felt uncomfortable and like not safe and like I don't know Mm -hmm. I wasn't having those same feelings and so I just, I, I don't know. I stayed. And so that was like a sad loss. And then I was like the only woman for a while. And I, um, but I was also really young. So it felt like I was going to school with a bunch of like dads, not like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was like a, it was like a very weird, um, environment to be in. I didn't necessarily feel like I was going to school with a bunch of like young, scary men that were going to even hit on me, but it was a bunch of like, my dad or something okay. I was like, why am okay. I here <laughs> what are what are, the, what are those statistics like in terms of women being in that industry and then programs that potentially set women up to, to yeah. jump into that pathway is there a such thing so within welding when I first started so I started in 2018 I want to say um the percentage of women within welding in the United States was like 3.2%. And that was like reaching. And that that was reaching. As of this year, I do believe it's hit 4%, which is, I mean, like that's tiny, but that's growth in a few years, by all means, that's growth. And so even if that means it's thousands of people to a few more thousands of people, there, there's definitely like a surge of women who are coming into the trades right now it's actually predicted to be like the next surge in the trades is women like coming into everything, not just welding, um, which I think is really cool. That's great. Absolutely. For programs to bring women specifically into welding or like the metal trades, there's nothing like at least in this area that does not exist in the future that is something I would love to do is just like I think I think there's a a million I get a hundred messages a week on Instagram that are from women that are saying like do you feel safe it do you think I should try this do you know where I can try this where Mm -hmm. where should I go first it's like 
college is, I mean, I had a safe experience at college, but making people feel safe and welcomed mm-hmm. seems important. So and what like, are other barriers you've seen or you've had to break through or? Oh like on gosh. a day to day, a day to day, what does that look like for you? Wow, Jenna, your pants look so good. I was like, oh, mm, thank your overalls. you. Oh yeah, my big men's pants look so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> or just like, honestly, I will say like probably less than other women. Um, I, I will be rude back to men. So like, I've made men honest. in my school. You'll be honest. O- honest. Me. I'll be. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Honest. I will be honest. Um and blunt. Uh, to a, to a level that's appropriate, and um, <laughs> you know, and I let think know, does, I am here. Yeah, I think that does keep it down a notch. Beyond that, um, truly, I'm good at what I do. Like I'm not. Go on and say it, like, no, girl. Yeah. Your work speaks for yourself. Uh, so it does, and I think that's really important. Like Absolutely. I, you guys can make fun of me, but like. I see what your welds look like. <laughs> so let's boss okay. that. Okay, that's fine. It's not welded. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, maybe had you been a little more feminine, like you would have, they would have looked better. Okay. So um, <laughs> I like on a day, you know, I survive very well um, in regards of like dealing with things related to my gender. Um, I think what's harder for me to deal with especially given like the last four years, three or four years has just been like the political climate because you're, you're in a really conservative white industry and like, yes, um, I'm outspoken, but there's times when like, you just can't be outspoken because you're the only woman and you're five foot six Mm. and it's not safe for you to be like, just mouth off like I'm ready to mouth off and like these people are color yeah yeah so then there's the other thing of like I'm a woman of color who people don't always realize is a woman of color and so sometimes people people straight up communicate to me as if we're in some like safe white space and we're and we're not and so I'm hearing people say things out loud that they absolutely would not have said had they you know, even had the slightest awareness, they're like, oh, she might be mixed. She mm-hmm. might be something that's, but we were like, so unattuned. Like my theory, I, as I was, would tell my mom, is like, I think that there's lots of people who have like loved mixed people. Like if you've mm-hmm. ever like loved a mixed person, a friend or a family member, like anybody, you can probably start to identify like, okay, that person's probably mixed. Like, they look like my cousin right. and they look like my friend. Right. And then there's really people that like, haven't been exposed to that. Absolutely. And so like there's, sure. they get no hint. There's zero hint from my black lives matter necklace to my like frizz that's coming out of my welding hair. Like they have no hint. There's no, they like, there's no awareness. And so they make really offhand comments that they like, Oh, Oh, I, Hey Josh, you didn't, Mm. Oh, you didn't know I'm black. Huh? Mm. And it's like, oh. Mm. oh, and sometimes it's fun to call people out or mm-hmm. like you can make them really like get uncomfortable because you surprise it on them. But I would say like, that's by far harder to deal with than any gender related issue. Mm-hmm. It's just like, absolutely. That's, that's flying tough. A, that is tough. I, yeah. I like, I heard 
and not so silly, but I heard a guy, someone sent me a TikTok and this guy was like, I'm a double agent. He was explaining his experience as being like looking very white and being black. And he was like, I'm a double agent. Like I see this secret side of all of these people. Like I would explain that as my experience of like, I fly under the radar and people expose themselves like so blatantly to me. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, thank you for telling me that actually. Mm-hmm. Really glad you said that. And now I'm going to go weld over here. Right, right. Absolutely. 25 feet away from you. Right. You are no longer <laughs> invited on Thanksgiving. No. Oh my God, no. You're no longer invited to even look at me at lunch. Be in my space. Like, go, <laughs> yeah. go somewhere. And, like, I will be telling my friends. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm spreading the word. Yeah, I'm everybody else needs chat. to know too. Like, oh my God, okay. Wow. So that's well, been... Yeah, I, I commend you because it takes a, a woman of strength to be yeah. able to be in a space that is male dominant, um, yeah. white male dominant and conservative yes. and yeah. hold strong, um, hold strong to your beliefs and your values yes. and let them know that I do belong like this. There's no accident. There's no Absolutely. coincidence. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'm not in here because they needed to, to fill a quota. I'm in here because I have the skills. And not only do you belong, but you're leading the industry. There we go. That too. Yes. With that. So what's the the biggest or like the most unusual project you've ever created or worked on? So I just posted a picture of it. I, for my fabrication quarter of my school, um, again, like being the only woman around a lot of the time like the shop gets messy people are a mess men don't care and I'd be like this am I your mom like am I being mom I'm not your mom so um but sometimes like to make my life more at ease it was just easier to be like okay well then I will be your mom because what that means is I'm your boss so okay (laughs) right go um so I built this storage rack for this like giant amount of uh, metal that had been donated from companies to this, like so much metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had just been like laying on the floor inside the shop, taking up probably a hundred square feet of space. Where it's like, we could be making stuff here. Why are you guys, put this outside. Like it's metal, right. you need to be inside. So um, I built this giant, right? Like, a storage rack that's like wow. 20 feet tall and you oh, know wow. 40 feet wide it's like big it's like really big um a crane had to move it two forklifts oh, wow. yeah once it was fully built like two forklifts had to drive in unison like our teachers had to drive them together together at the same time right and like pick this thing I was like I can't even watch it like that's so right? scary wow Girl, that's impressive that is bomb so it I've seen fun. in some of the videos you've made or pictures I've seen, some of those sparks can get pretty big. Mm. Like, have you ever big. had any close calls or? Um, can I grab something? Yeah, please. <laughs> yes. Girl, what does the gear okay. look like? Right, right. So like, I will tell people all the time, um, fire is inevitable. Like you're going, you're going to catch on fire. is that you wear clothes that are going to burn not melt because 
if they melt, they melt into your skin. But if they burn, they just like burn on top of the surface and you can just like put it out. And so I wear cotton clothes, but that means that they burn up. And so most of my my clothes end up. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. So like they're totally burnt through and like it goes all the way up to the, this is the shoulder. Wow. And that's just, so I've burnt up pant legs. Um, I've been welding, welding. And I thought to myself like, oh, it's a little hot. Oh, and a little hot in here. here. I've like like looked down, like my whole chest has been on fire. I'm like, oh wow, my hair is about to burn up. Like, thankfully, my hair is never caught on fire. Before I say that, I have to like stop and think for a second. My baby hairs. There's something called like people call women who weld will joke is like a welder's halo. We'll have this like halo of burn baby hairs, right? Because they're just like the things on top are burning and so I, I will always have hairs on top that are like only two or three inches girl <laughs> even oh, if you Lord. braid your hair like I braid my hair I put it away but still those top ones like they get a little burnt they get a what little is that hair maintenance like I'm interested bad bad <laughs> <laughs> it's bad um yeah we can't even talk about it oh no sensitive subject no there's nothing you can do yeah right. it's part of it yeah so have you ever like burnt flesh like emergency room status or no not emergency room status I have some funny I have some I don't think you'll even be able to see I have some funny scars where I here's one um other people have burnt me oh okay like not paying attention to what like swinging and it's like Mm. oh my god but they say that like you need to just be aware of yourself mm-hmm. so that if other honestly it's like kind of it's not their fault when someone you know like you just stay away from people we all know we're dealing with hot mm-hmm. stuff so like if you're up in someone's business and you get burnt that's your your fault, fault. <laughs> yeah oh. so I have some of those no if no. I get burnt that's your fault <laughs> definitely like my fingertips are definitely crispy uh just like uh the surface is sort of like harder than it used you have to be feeling yeah I have feeling but I almost feel like they're like heat treated like wow. so how like, how heavy are the tools well what tools depends on what you're using well, I guess you, you know just your average you know allen wrench I don't know I don't know tools <laughs> let's see I'll grab one let's see I'm just wondering if you have to do like major workouts to handle nothing this. I there's a like six pack on this is these are called whelpers these whelpers. are yeah whelpers they okay. do a they do a bunch of different stuff um like this is designed to grab oh. uh, a fitting on uh the like gun kind of part of a welder yeah and you can like use it as a wrench and like these are cutters this is another you can like grab a different fitting on your welder to like wow. loosen or tighten and then like your tips so like these are light. These just go in your pocket and then they they spring open. So okay. that's like easier on your hand. It's oh, like way easier. Yeah. But you're like it's more like the metal that you're working with. Like if you're that's carrying funny. around yeah. like sometimes I'm picking heavy things up with these like carrying, you know, the thing I'm picking up is 10 pounds. Wow. So 
What is Jenna's ultimate goal with welding? Oh my gosh. Let me think about it for a second. So like my ultimate goal for myself or for other people for you, for I you. I, I start with I you two. first. Okay. My ultimate goal for myself. I've been telling people this forever. My ultimate goal for myself is like welding from my garage, making okay. a significant amount of money, like doing the projects that I find enjoyable. And then people are buying them from me and putting them in their front yards. Okay. <laughs> like I just love like that. truly be like truly being an artist. I really don't want to like make commissioned pieces. I would like to okay. end at a place where like I'm making what I want and people are buying that from me. Absolutely. <laughs> Instead of like, yeah. I think as soon as something is commissioned, like part of the joy is like stripped from me where I'm like, oh, now I have to do it your way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So being your own, own creative, your own freedom, flexibility, entrepreneurship as well. Yeah. It just being, yeah. And like being financially in a position where like, I'm truly comfortable and haven't passed the peak into like back to sadness. I just want to like, you know, sit at a comfortable level where I'm like safe and happy and can help who needs to be helped. And what can that look like? What, what can a welder make? Oh, well, they can make a lot of money. So, uh, in, I want to say that through a union, like private party, a welder can make so much money. Like you can make hundreds of dollars an hour if you're mm. self-employed and you're charging what you want for, you know, people, I'd say the average welder probably makes 50, 40 to $50 an hour after five or 10 years in the industry. Um, if you sign up through a union right now, in Washington state, they'll sign you on at 2245. Um, and that's with full benefits. And okay. after, after five years, I think people are maxing out at, um, I want to say 67 mm-hmm. an hour full, which is a lot full benefits. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so people are, welders are comfortably making six figures. Um, I would say if you want to start welding, there's lots of different ways you could do it. Most people finish um, a college program in under two years. However, there is a need um, to create the pathway, not only just for kids in general, specifically for girls um, to to introduce them to, you know, different industries that they can put their hands into. Mm -hmm. Um, And because there are a lot of creative girls who don't necessarily get to tap into that side of creativity yeah who are sometimes pushed to the medical field pushed to teaching yeah no so Mm -hmm. it's opening up and shifting that paradigm to let them know like hey there are other industries um and we can use our hands it's okay okay. right yeah I uh I really think like encouraging girls to I don't know my parents put power tools in my hands when I was pretty little. And like, that's a very empowering thing. My screwdriver, like I felt like I could fix anything. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, let's, let's get into our, uh, our footprint, our shoe footprint. It's Unlacer. So our goal with Unlace Project is to unlace the stories that make people who they are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and why they do what they do today. Um, and once we've unlaced that, that story and that person, we like then to reconnect it to a shoe that could represent who you are. Yeah. So okay. Like, oh, this person is this shoe because of just 
what you do and who you are. Oh my God. Okay. So, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so you make us think of, there's a lady called, um, a Lady May who okay. is, she is the first woman to design a unisex pair of Jordans for a Jordan brand. Um, okay. Creative, okay. You know, she's a leader in the industry. Um, and then she was the first woman to have a Jordan line and apparel. So foot, footwear mm. and apparel together. So she's okay. this, this black woman who is leading the industry. Um, she's a first of many things. Um, she's a creative. Um, so we're like, this fits Jenna. This is her. Yes. You are the Jordan one by Alaylee May that looks like this. All right. Oh my God, let's see. I'm going to have to go fork out some cash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what else? What? I don't know if this is an accident, but you guys, this is Seattle colors. Oh, well, it's what? Seattle colors. <laughs> and the A right there, the A Look right the there, a. the shoe. Oh, for Anderson. For Anderson. There you go. It's my it's shoe. shoe. Oh, this was see. made for you. Mm-hmm. You would be proud to know that, like, I always laugh. I'll be like, well, I don't know anything about shoes, but welders do wear very expensive boots. Like, we are over <laughs> here, true, in, you know, yeah. we are over here in $400 boots, but they're just know. like, no, but no one knows. They just, like, look regular. <laughs> I put them on, I laced them up, and I told my mom, I was like, I feel powerful. I feel like I could, like, okay. <laughs> kick somebody, and my mom was like, okay. Like, I felt like I could, like, defend myself, and I was like, oh. these are cool. These are so good. Oh, man. I love that. Uh, you just need some football pads that- and you set to go. Some football pads? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and I have my helmet. Yeah, oh, I got the helmet. helmet on. Get ready. Wow. I, uh, it's, no, you do sort of, you feel like you, you put on your, like, leather sleeves and your steel toe boots and your helmet and you pull it down and you sort of feel like you're like okay like you're like off the character (laughs) (laughs) you feel like I don't know like you're off to do something badass (laughs) it's cool everyone feels that's that woman empowerment in there like let's it is it is but I see when it happens to the men and you're like oh my god tone it down right Right. (laughs) tone it down You're wearing an apron. (laughs) (laughs) To stay connected, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Unlaced Project. Thank you for listening to this episode. Talk soon.